0: My stuff needs to look like my stuff. And I could have my favorite artist actually like see the stuff I make. I met Tyler, the creator. I didn't take photos of him. You know, what it comes down to is it's all just Jesse. And if you want something cool done, you can come to me. We'll try to make it happen. It might seem obvious to say, but Banksy
1: wouldn't be what he is today without the internet. It seems difficult to remember now that the people didn't have the internet at home in the early 90s when Banksy was learning the ropes but the all-pervading sharing machine that the internet became is undoubtedly what allowed for street art to become the phenomena that it is in the early days, and it may simply be been disconnected to subculture. The work is always worthy of a photograph, and those photographs can be shared and argued over online. Moreover, his pranks and stunts are perfect fodder for gossip, comment, and vicious wars. He is quite simply digital gold. Yes, sir? welcome to the podcast this is a book uh, that basically describes banksy's life and the meaning behind all his work and just like the last word that i read digital gold that's what you create i thought that it would be an uh, amazing book to give you as a as a present
0: that's awesome thank you you're welcome i appreciate that as far i like banksy yeah my girlfriend hates the work of banksy but i personally like it what do you like about it I think the my girlfriend always says it's pretty corny, but I actually like the corniness about it. I like the 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 shredding that he did. I like the the fake stand that he did. Those stunts, um, Dismaland was cool. So um, I actually like the, that approach to art, as he's the first to approach art in that way. Um, not really, because he obviously like takes a lot of inspiration from like warhol and people like this but i don't know i feel like the way he like indeed like uses the internet as a tool uses the media as his tool it's pretty funny what do you think about his identity because that's
1: still today not uh, revealed right also
0: also that's like a, a funny thing right like that's just that's all like a stunt obviously it's it's a smart stunt it makes people talk about you it makes people wonder there's plenty of books documentaries about speculating who this guy is like fan made documentaries um people dedicate their whole life to finding out who this person is that's great marketing that's a, that's a hilarious stunt um he's probably sitting in his house laughing his ass off every day um his friends probably do the same um, also with eavesdropping like f- people that know him eavesdropping certain names and hinting at certain people um, just to shut it down a couple months later it's hilarious
1: yeah he's amazing he's amazing and,
0: and so are you and we'll get into that so i'll start
1: with the intro hey guys how's you doing we're doing well hope you're doing well as well and today we're here with a brand new episode of the success show and today we're joined by jesse Yes, is someone that uh, pursues many passions, and he's very passionate about all the things that he pursues. Uh, he's namely a photographer, a creative director, and also a brand owner, and it's super interesting to see how he combines all of this and fits this into into his days, because I, I can imagine they're very buzzy days, and uh, we'll talk about all that. So, yes, I, want, I would like to start, how how did you start with, with all of this, and Namely photography, I guess, because that's one of the first things that you really Mm. got into. Yeah. Before you continue watching, please consider subscribing and hitting the notification bell so you never miss a future upload.
0: How I started, I mean, I've always had an interest in photo, video, pretty much for as long as I could remember. Um, I was making stuff on Windows Movie Maker, my cousins, when I was nine years old. Um, so that's been an interest. Then, when I was in, well, we in, a, in the Netherlands is, I guess, high school equivalent. I needed to choose a path. I was really bad at most classes. I was good at arts and crafts, that kind of stuff. And then I had to do like a college type thing, um, MBO. And so I went to an art school. My hometown, um, mainly for design, because I was into photoshopping and that kind of stuff. I mean, I was into—I didn't know anything about it, but I was—I was—that was an interest of mine. Drawing, that kind of stuff. And one of the classes we had was video, and I just kind of got into. Like my dad got me a camera, and I kind of got into video and photo because of that. Um, always had an interest in music. And so as soon as we needed to do an internship for school, I hit up the only rapper that's from the area in the country I'm from is an artist called Country Puppy. Um, I was like, hey, man, I'm looking for an internship. I'm a big fan of your music. Would love to do an internship with you. I'm like 16 at the time. Um, came down to his uh, uh, to his office, showed him my stuff. He was like, yo, I'm down. Let's do it. He kind of like took me everywhere, um, taking photos, filming. Um, I worked on a bunch of like cover arts for him. I worked on some music videos. He kind of quickly trusted me with anything he had going on for himself. And at the time he had a record label, he like had a few artists signed under him. Just kind of trusted me with whatever. And that's really what sparked my interest in photography around that time because like i I started doing graphics and videos but the more i took photos i realized that you know taking a photo is kind of like making an artwork just in person not on photoshop um so that's really what sparked my interest and it kind of stuck with it from there started hitting up other artists in the country um ended up moving first to utrecht then to amsterdam and that's where I, like, really, really started pursuing that. What was it like to move...
1: Because you came from a very small town, right? Mm-hmm. What was it like to move from such a small town to Amsterdam, which
0: is the capital of a lot? Um, I mean, it mainly just opened a lot of doors. Because, yeah, the, the 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 town I'm from specifically, Soskanao, you know, n- nothing really happens. We had a club, um busy who I work with a lot I didn't meet at that club so you know small stuff would would happen but Amsterdam for me was just a place that obviously all my potential clients like artists other photographers photo studios all that stuff is is there it's way more accessible the airport I could just go to Paris go to London just like that um as to where if I'm in Saskatoon we don't even have a train station so um, getting anywhere is a mission um so that's what changed it mainly is, just, is everything is everything and everyone was way more accessible it was easy for me to if if someone said hey let's let's shoot tomorrow i could be like okay name a time and i'm there because everyone simply like lives in and around that city so it just made stuff more easy you quickly mentioned your dad
1: and a, and that he bought you a, a camera before. Mm-hmm. Did you g- grow up in a creative household?
0: One hundred percent. My my dad's a musician, and my mom is a uh, my mom's an artist. I wouldn't say she, she like paints a lot. I wouldn't say she's a painter, but she like makes like she makes custom clothes and stuff like that. Um, she works flowers now. She like makes bouquets, so she just creates stuff. My dad's a musician and. Um, he also has a web shop in music memorabilia. So music and just making stuff and very, very much like not regular jobs was a big part of my life always. My dad worked from home. He has an office next to our house. Um, so that whole, like my whole upbringing was very much a creative upbringing and 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 my dad's a freelancer and that's like a a kind of vibe i've always been around yeah
1: and you you also talked about your interest for for video i mean obviously now you're doing a lot of photo Mm uh at, at what point did you kind of make a decision okay i i want to go this direction
0: or and what were the reasons also um i mean i still like to do video from time to time my brother is a video director um over the past two years during the um COVID times where I wasn't able to travel as much we did a bunch of videos together for um more local artists in the Netherlands and Belgium I still like to do that I just um I don't know I don't have a clear reason for it it's just I like to do photo more currently um but it's something that like it can quite easy change for me as well it's just i kind of like to do if, if if i'm feeling that next week i want to try to do a bunch of videos again then i'll just do that but for now um and for the past couple of years photo has just been my interest more i uh, I, I have more passion for it what is one of the coolest projects you've worked on when it comes to photo i mean there's a bunch because i've done so many like different things on different levels like what I definitely one that I, one, one that I really really liked that was just like a cool experience was when I um went on tour with this artist called Thousand Manfani. um he's an artist I've been listening to ever since I was young myself it's really into his music um his manager is a good friend of mine and when they were going on a Europe tour they were like yo you should just tag along take photos and that was a great experience because I've had tour experiences before that but this was so much like fun and and, and the moments I captured with him were so so candid and so intimate like I've, I've I've worked with um big artists like Wale went on tour with him um really capturing like good show stuff like here's a performance, here's a venue, um, and we shoot that, and and that's it, and with Fani, it was like, we had days of just, like, we went to Paris, we just strolled around the city for days, um, we went to Germany, we, we all, like, stayed in the same Airbnbs, we didn't have hotel rooms, we just had, like, huge Airbnbs with six rooms, we were just in there, eating together, sleeping together, um, pause, and, uh, <laughs> and uh no just like we always like in the same house and just um uh always have my camera around um just being able to you know capture like hungover moments like sitting in the living room drinking a coffee from a beer cup because that's the last clean cup those kind of moments that was definitely a a really cool a really cool experience um right now i tour with a a band called emotional oranges i'm I, i love that like i'm really doing cool stuff with them we just came back from australia new zealand and south africa two weeks ago i'm going to iceland next week we did the whole of europe earlier this year we went to korea so with them i'm like seeing like literally seeing the whole world while taking photos for them so that's a cool project yeah could
1: you tell me some more about that? Like, a, like for example, like a day in in the life of of Jesse when when you're on tour with them. Like, you wake up and like they're there and and you guys go in a sh- like. How does all that work?
0: Depends on on an artist, of course. But in in specific case of Emotional Oranges, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's a really cool crew. We're having fun mostly, which is why I like it a lot. Like, it's a definitely um, big part of the big part of the process for me is to enjoy it and to have fun. So we have a cool crew. Um often with like traveling and stuff it's pretty stressful. In Europe we did a bus, so we drove all over Europe. But in Australia we had flights, so it's do the show, go to bed, wake up six AM, be downstairs at the lobby, drive to the airport, fly to the next city, and when you get to the next city you sound check you do a show and you sleep again um so that's it's pretty intense but it's definitely definitely a fun experience and 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 kind of every day is is different too is not i wouldn't say there's a real like oh this is a day a day in the life like in in for example when we went from brisbane to new zealand we like we had a delay we had like two hours to do get from the airport pick up our bags shower do the sound check until the doors of the venue opened and the fans were like let in so it's like a super hectic day um other days it's more chill like when we were in brisbane we had a free day we just went shopping we go into the city had a nice lunch so every day is different um but it's always it's always pretty fun Do you like that every day is different? Because I I know
1: there are many people that like a routine, like a standard routine. You wake up at eight and do your training and then you start working from nine to five. Are you someone that that enjoys that or do you like the the volatility, the difference every day? It's exciting. And also you're kind of taking a risk, right? Because it's like sometimes there
0: are projects, sometimes there's no projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely like it. I definitely like it. In in, in a specific case of touring, I do think it's, I wouldn't do, like I, I, I have friends that tour with, artists that go on like three month world tours that would probably be a, a bit too intense but you know as we're going like two three four weeks like i think it's pretty fun you know you see a bunch of different places do a bunch of stuff. i think i think the stress it sounds weird but stress is fun to deal with as well it keeps keeps a day exciting you know if everyone's like oh, we gotta go we gotta go it keeps it exciting so
1: yeah i like that do you have specific ways to, to manage stress? Because I can imagine also when you're a photographer, you have those same day edits, everything has to go fast. I mm-hmm. mean, do, do you have a specific way or is it just natural to you that you can just deal with that? Um,
0: I, I, don't, I try to not think about stress because I'm not good with real stress. So I try to not think about it. I'm always honest. Like If I feel like I can't make a deadline... Because of certain circumstances, I'll be upfront about it. I'll be like, hey, man, it's a difficult day. We got a flight. We got this. We got that. I'm not going to not gonna make 4 p.m. It's going to be a bit later tonight. But um, in general, I just try to most of my days I do day by day, especially while traveling and stuff. I just try to wing it. Um, I am pretty fast, I know of myself, like, I'm pretty fast with photo editing, so, like, I don't need too long for it, so I try to just squeeze it in. Often I'll do it right the the, the same night, like, we get back to the hotel, take a quick hour to go to the photos, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I try to not think of stress too much, because that won't help, especially if you're with a group. It's not going to help if someone is super stressed and, and not knowing what to do, so I try to... Just do my part, and uh, do it as good as I can. Like, like now
1: we're just casually talking about you going on world tours from New Zealand to Iceland and to Australia and, and Korea. Like, that's insane. But I can imagine like your your work, like you're climbing up a ladder in a way, right? Like you do a project and then that project leads to something else, and you mm-hmm. get to know new people. What were some key uh, moments that made you like level up your? Uh, just your,
0: your work. Um, in the be- in the beginning, like just when I got done with my internship at Country Puppy, literally the day before my final day, um, A. S. A. P. Mob had um, this event called Yams Day that they organized for their um, uh, friend that passed away, and founder of the group. They do it every year, and um, at the show, like two days before the show, someone in the team hit me up, said, hey, we like your stuff, and I had made like, call like kind of like a fan art thing, you know, like, we like your stuff, could you send us some graphics um, that we could use, and I did, and then two days later, the event was, and they used it as like a, uh, a background for the performance, as a part of it, and so... That was a real moment for me, like, instantly when I moved... Because I moved to Amsterdam or First Utrecht quite shortly after that. And um, that was a real moment for me where I kind of realized, like, yo, these people, like, I got them following me on Instagram. Um, They're accessible. This is possible. Um, This is also around the same time I started to do photos. So all that, like, kind of went in the same. and, And that was a real... That was a real changing moment for me because that was the first time I really felt like um I could I could achieve international stuff and 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 I could have my favorite artists actually like see the stuff I make and and they know who I am so out of that I I met a couple people um definitely want to say a couple people, um, a crew called Gang Activity from France, and a guy called Brian Kuntach from France. Um and then my friend Jonathan, who manages a f- bunch of artists in LA, um, a friend in Amsterdam, Lino. They all like had they had they were in this world. They like they threw events, managed artists, and they really Took me under their wing, um, Acep Taiwan his manager Michael really did to, did as well, and I was just starting, and they really started to like bring me to events like br- whenever they came to Europe or whatever they uh, they or an other artist I liked that they knew came to Europe they would like get me in contact, and just like hey he's he's doing this photography thing you should link with him um, really th- 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 those people really like helped me out in the beginning. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but yeah those those people really like in the beginning helped me out. Um, so that was a big, changing moment as well. And then for now, like lately, it's been like, yeah, with emotional oranges, it's just that um the lead singer in the band, like we've known each other for three years by accident. I just went to a party where they performed in Amsterdam, that was also their first Amsterdam show about six months later he was in amsterdam again and he needed um something done for spotify um a billboard and i had never done a billboard before but he and, and he just knew and he's had my number and he i was in his phone i guess it's like photographer amsterdam or something and he just hit me up he's like yo are you available tonight to shoot this billboard for spotify we have like there was nothing set up no like no studio we had to shoot in the backstage of a venue um but we did and like three days later it was like a huge billboard in Toronto with my picture um and that's like and now they taking me on tour and stuff so that's been a huge moment for me as well they really giving like bringing my stuff to new heights there's like multiple moments like this but I think those are a few key ones and a few key people that really really helped me believed in me um that I'm very appreciative of
1: what does it feel like when you see like one of your own photographs on a big billboard or famous artist that you look up to post your
0: work with, with, like, What like what does it do when you see that the billboard thing the first time was crazy it was in Toronto I never had a billboard here I never had a billboard in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands and um and so the first one was like a huge one in Toronto. I don't know if anyone knows, but like in Toronto, you I, I haven't seen it in person, but there's apparently this huge square that it kind of looks like Times Times Square ish. And there's one huge center square billboard that Spotify rents out. And uh and that's what it was on. So it was the biggest billboard on the on the on the square. And it was that was just that was really crazy. I wish I saw it in person. Never got to see it in person, but that was a that was a crazy moment there's been a couple times where um artists like from here put my stuff on 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 billboards later like i did a couple with um frena um joost put my picture on a billboard in rotterdam It's fire it's just cool to like see your stuff that big and 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 what i also really like about it is that that it kind of means that that picture I took is the picture the artist would want to see himself. Like you know, they, they they choose that image. So it's like, oh, they get the opportunity to put themselves on a billboard, and they choose my picture. So that's a that's something I really appreciate too.
1: It's awesome. And, and you 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 mentioned the uh, the word of mouth that spread and that led you to all these different artists. But I can imagine there are also some projects where you reach out to an artist. And I saw an interview that that you wrote. I never write emails. So I only send DMs there's also more about like
0: that approach and and that new approach of getting projects and connecting with people. Oh yeah. All those people I I just mentioned that helped me in the beginning, I knew them because of Instagram and Twitter. I would, I would literally find out who every artist I liked, who their manager was, who their agent was, DJ was just hit them up. Like, Oh, I see so-and-so's coming to Amsterdam. I'm an upcoming photographer. Gonna come to your show? And, um, same with same with when I still did graphics, would hit up people like, Hey, I'll make you a cover art for free. Um in the very yeah, this fly is very annoying. <laughs> in the in the in the very beginning, um before I even did photos, um, I had like done artwork for Rich the Kid, um, O. G. Mako, Loyati, all through just DMing them and saying, hey, I would like to do an artwork for you, and they replied, like, okay, let's do it, yeah. So it's it's a big part. It's like we have, I mean, you know, we're, we're in a world where, in, a, in an era where you don't need to be close to an artist. You don't need to be in Hollywood in a bar with only celebrities to reach them. Like Justin Bieber is literally one Instagram dm away and i know a lot of these people and especially their managers and, and agents and whatnot they they really open those things they're always looking for people to work with as well so yeah we we got everyone basically we got everyone in the same room already it's just online and so i think reaching out and just trying it's really worth it I, it did a lot for me I, I i know a lot of people through instagram dm just asking them like yo can i do this can i work with you and, uh, and yeah, a lot of people replied and, and some of them stuck with me over the years. So It's crazy. Just looking back, I think, for you also. It's it's amazing to see. And
1: what I'm really interested about is, did you ever doubt that you could make this creative career work? Because I know in the creative sector, it's always doubt. Oh, it's uncertain. There's no real stability. And then also parents come into play, maybe. How did you experience
0: that? Hmm... I mean, definitely had moments where I thought, ah, I mean, I, this very dumb moment, but like, like the the first year that I moved to Amsterdam, I started like, like I was eighteen, eighteen or nineteen. It's the first year like my my company started making real money. Um, Are you talking about
1: Shots Fired right now?
0: Yeah, okay. Shots Fight and my own freelance company, okay. which is Jesse. Um, I was working a lot with Busy. He just rebranded himself uh, after leaving Yellow Claw. So, and he was, he just did, um, my Dutch people will know Trach, the biggest song. So that was a huge success. Working a lot with him. Then he started managing and, uh, some other artists that he got us working for. Um. Through that, I got more clients. Through my business partner at the time, I got new clients. And we're just like, we had like projects on projects every week. So um, that was a great time. And then I spent all my money on stupid stuff because it was the first time I could do that. Like, I was the first time I could, like, I, I bought Gucci shoes, my roommate. We, we just went on holidays, stupid stuff. Um, and then after that, year my tax report came and i had to pay like a shit ton of taxes and i didn't have the money because i spent it all um that was a moment i thought damn i might have to go work in a grocery store now because i really fucked it up it was really low point <laughs> for sure but kind of quickly picked it back up I was like okay i'm gonna just pay this in installments and I have to be more... Like, it was a lesson. Like, I have to be more responsible with my money. Can't just blow it all on stupid stuff. Um, and then over the years, I mean, obviously, sometimes I have, like, moments where like, ah, oh, fuck all this shit. And, like, ever, I don't know, like, if you ever have, have had, like, a creative block where, you're like, you need to come up with a concept and they want they want the concept within three days and you're just sitting behind your laptop for two full days. Like, fuck, I have no idea. So... Sometimes that. But there's there's no real point in my life where I was like, Oh, I can't I can't do it. So sometimes you're like, Oh, I wish it some 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 stuff went faster or some moments where you're just like, Fuck it all. I hate this shit. I'm just getting a normal job. But it doesn't last too long.
1: So you're experiencing those those moments and then uh I'm correct in the last year you also started a brand, Global Warning. Mm Mm-hmm. You you added that to your responsibilities. How has that been going? Because that's a complete new venture, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just something that I've always wanted to do. I've I've I I, I had an slow attempt at doing a brand before this. Um when i I met my current business partner, Miles. I met him like three, three and a half years ago. Um, he already was working on the idea. Um about a year later we started having conversations because he was working with someone else first. We started having conversations about, you know, just potential like marketing tricks I could help him with for the brand. Um he then kind of let it go for a while. And about a year, year and a half ago, we picked up the conversation and we're like, yo, okay, let's really really try to do it. Um he came up with the whole idea so he's been walking around with the idea for the brand for a while. Um, I just needed to fill in the blanks, um, and obviously through photography and design, I've, I know a bunch of artists and I could bring in, um, my connections, um, in a lot of fronts, like our graphic designer is someone that I know from doing Shots Fired, um, all the artists we've collabed with, I know from doing Shots Fired, um, we do stuff like, Paris Fashion Week events, and I I only know those are good and who to work with because of doing shots fired. So I just need to, I just like stepped in to fill in those blanks and add to his concept. And over the past year, we just kind of really together been bringing it to life and trying to make it a real brand, um, do cool stuff. As for the responsibilities, like obviously there's a lot of stressful moments. It's it's a new thing for me um especially all the like you know like shipping orders and um label creating and then one goes wrong and then they all go wrong you have to reprint and it's just it's stressful stuff sometimes and you know where do you keep your stock and where do you do this and do that it's, it's stressful stuff but it's it's all for greater greater good and it's it's all not that bad too it's also stuff i like to do it's stuff i like to learn um Sometimes, if you, you know, want to do something new, you, you, I mean, not sometimes, always. When you ha- when you want to do something new, you have to go through the difficult steps. Like nothing comes as easy as like just like when I just picked up a camera, I had to learn how the camera works. So I just, yeah, we just started picking up this brand, and we're gonna have to learn how it works until we got it, you know, fully unlocked, and until we got the capacity to hire people to do certain stuff. But it's been fun. We've been doing cool stuff. Um, we're so far, in, Like we literally launched exactly one year ago next week. And we've done... Congratulations, by the way. That's insane. You. We've done three pop-ups, two parties. Um, we're planning a new pop-up. We're planning a new party. We're planning a big collection. So it's all going pretty well tell me about the pop-ups because obviously you guys attract a crazy crowd
1: to to mm-hmm. it like how like just I would, I would like to know some more about that like the how do you bring
0: all those people together and then you have the, the clothes there like mm-hmm. how, how does that work so so the very first one we we did was like miles is big time goal with the brand was the first thing we ever did which is pretty funny was complex con in 2021 um i involved um uno the activist Maddox and Asep Tawai. We had like meet and greet events at our. So if you don't know what ComplexCon is, it's like a trade show where like all the brands have like a booth. So we had like a booth. Um, and we had those artists do meet and greets. Um, that obviously helped us a lot with the traction. Like people see those people hanging around your booth. They're going to stick around as well. And like, what's this? Who's this? Um, and then Miles had this like idea... It's like funny. I I I liked it, but I, I I didn't fully agree with it. It was like doing the stack of TVs with a visual. On it. it was not that I, I I loved the idea, but I just thought it was too much hassle. Like everything that came with it, like the, like it was like three people needed to set it up for us and stuff. I was like, this is so much work. Um, and he was like, no, no, we should do it, and that turned out to be the greatest decision ever because like people would walk by and see that. And then see the artists and be like, damn, what's going on here? This, this shit looks amazing. So that first one was instantly huge hit for us. Sold, almost sold out. Um, so we were like, damn, okay, this is going really well. Then the second one we did was Paris was our collab with ASAP Time, ASAP Mob. Mob. Um, obviously had their crowd pull through um usually during paris fashion week there's like a lot of dutch people so people that knew miles and i they pulled through we had free drinks so you know if you have free drinks that usually that works well in some people so that one was really good that really that one really turned into like a block party um that was fire and then um most recent one literally last week uh was with 32 they're from belgium friends of mine i've been working with for a long long time um was our first pop-up in amsterdam so we expected it to be good because we expected like all of our friends and people we know to come through but it was so much better than expected like we had like a full crowd the whole day sold out the items um havana club sponsored our drinks at a whole bar it's amazing to work with them it was at olery my favorite store in amsterdam a beautiful store, so the whole thing was, was perfect. And, uh, yeah, that's why we instantly said we're going to do more do more pop-ups here in, in, in Belgium and Netherlands because, yeah, we we think we really uh, got a good market out here and people really like it, people had a great time. We had a great time, that's also important. Um, pretty stress-free, so, yeah, it's, it's good.
1: Could you tell me some more about the brand? Because off camera, we quickly talked about it, and you you mentioned that
0: you guys are are helping uh, good causes with it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah, just, yeah. Oh. So our like slogan is like "Made to Care." So our whole thing has been like, so when Miles came up with Global Warning, obviously the the name is a play. It's like warning on warming, um, but the brand is a warning. It's it's a it's a warning sign. It's um, it's basically we try to. Bring awareness to certain topics, um, issues in the world. So we, for every drop, we partner with a with a good cause or a charity that we donate part of our proceeds to. Um, and and I feel like, you know, obviously sustainability, eco friendly stuff is like a, a big topic in in fashion nowadays. But I feel like brands that really go for that aesthetic of like donating and uh, and working with charities are often brands that target people who already care. Um, and I think what we're really trying to do is the, the opposite of that. We're trying to reach the people who are not actively participating in this yet. Um, and we want to like make them aware of stuff through our brand. So we want to have people see our brand, think, wow, that's a nice hoodie, that's a nice t-shirt, whatever. And then when they hear the meaning behind it, you're like, oh, damn. So, like, for our first drop, we did um, buy a tea, plant a tree. And we actually planted five trees for every item we sold at, at ComplexCon that was. Wow. Um Then for the second one that we did with ASAP, we partnered with ASAP Foundation, something that ASAP YAM's mom started is for um, helping kids that have uh, uh, basically drug and alcohol abuse issues. And the last one we did with a water organization, they do um, they help families that don't have access to clean water get access to clean water. Um, that's and, and so yeah, for every drop we try to add a social, economical, or environmental problem or cause to it, and uh, bring some awareness to that. And on our socials, like we we highlight the causes, and we're like, hey, for this drop, we partner with so-and-so and and this is their cause read into it our first shirts they had hang tags with qr codes if you scanned it it would say you could it was it was one tree plant its website you could plant a tree stuff like that
1: it's crazy to like learn more about the thought process that goes into a brand like that because most people just see the hoodies and like oh that's a cool hoodie but so much effort and like time and different people Mm-hmm. Uh, contributed to it, and it's sick to to see the end result. Like, I can imagine when you're in Amsterdam and all those people are, come, must be like amazing to to see that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 I, I hope, I hope obviously to ex- expand that like worldwide. And I want to do like I don't know. I I I really see it as a thing where people uh, want to support the brand because they like the item, but also because. They're they're contributing a little a little bit like to a better earth because we like, you know, we're still a small brand, but by doing this, I feel like every single one of our customers is doing a little bit, um, and we as a brand are trying to do as much as we can. Also, in the production process of of the clothing and stuff, we're very careful what we use, where we produce, um, and we try to you know, get better at that every single item, every single drop. So, yeah, I think um, I, I hope I hope we can really expand that part and, um, you know, make as many people aware as possible.
1: Where do you see the brand in, in five years talking about, like, dream collaborations and all that?
0: I don't like to talk about dream collaborations and, in, in, in like, name dropping because, like, first of all, that's always subject to change. I mean... Two years ago, I might have said Kanye West. I mean, shit, six months ago, I might have said Kanye West. You know, now yeah. it's a bit different. So, um, I don't. I don't have dream collaborations for myself. I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for Miles. Um, in the sense of any any people, obviously, I there's people I would love to see wear my clothing. Like obviously, like Issa Brocky's the type of person that like dresses amazing. I would love to see him wear my stuff. Um, I don't have dream collaborations like that, but I do have stuff like, I would like to see our product in stores like Selfridges, um, Bancorp, um, you know, Maxfield, Los Angeles. Like I would love to see, and not even those specific stores, just like that level. I think in five years, I would love to operate at that level where, you know, everywhere you go in the world, you will find a store that carries our brand. Um, Everywhere you go, you will spot someone wearing like my a good friend of mine, Abder. He's co-founder and co-owner of uh, Daily Paper. That level, I would love. You know, uh, some like I go to LA or I'm, or I'm in New York and I see people wearing his product and I I know his brand is huge now. But still, every time like if you're in New York, and I see someone wear a Daily Paper. I'm like, oh, that's crazy, man! Like they're wearing they're wearing the homie's brand so they have a own shop there as well now right hmm? they have their own shop in- i mean yeah they have their own shop in new york um and yeah just like that kind of level like obviously like like you know he's a huge inspiration to me as well like it's, it's what they've been doing is crazy like michelle obama wear their brand like jay-z wear their brand like it's crazy so just operating on 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 those kind of levels that's what i see what i see for our brand as well
1: where do you draw your inspiration from for all your projects? Because you obviously do a lot of different things. Are there some people, some key people
0: or perhaps nature or some elements mm-hmm. that, that
1: you uh, find very inspiring?
0: I mean, I always say that I'm very inspired by every everyone around me. Like most of my friends are creatives, um, whether it's like um, producers, videographers, photographers, um, rappers, musicians, whatever, like painters... Almost all my friends do creative stuff and and, and that inspires me a lot, like real life things and just being around real life things, like going to the studio with an artist, seeing how he creates a song, kind of at the same time, I'm envisioning like, oh, like this is how a music video should look or this is what the cover art should be for this song and you kind of like get into that zone together. Talking about like, oh, we should do this, we should do that um I've done a lot with um for example, with Chucky, I love to like listen to his stuff, same with emotional oranges, like listen to their new stuff, just like talk about ideas, you know, get in that like oh we should we should totally like go to Brazil and then shoot a video for this, and you know even even though that stuff might never happen like that's that's where I draw a lot of inspiration from there's a couple of people that I follow closely that i'm like i'm I'm a big kenneth capello fan very underrated photographer in my opinion definitely one of the best music photographers of our generation um same for this guy called anton corbein he's from Groningen. and he he's amazing music he photographed nirvana and stuff he's like legend um so like i draw inspiration from those kind of people in the sense of they are like, in my photography career, that's kind of where I aspire to be. Um, and It's just a bunch of different stuff. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I watch a lot of podcasts. I, I always watch the Full Send podcast. I don't know if you guys know that. They have interesting guests on there, man.
1: They had a very big uh, music director on there, right? That was insane, that podcast with Cool Bennett's
0: it video director yeah, yeah yeah no cole bennett for example like that i love to watch like cole bennett definitely a person who who's who's done inspiring stuff so that that's the kind of stuff I, I i draw inspiration from as well but also like their interviews with the one they did with nav was really good um yeah the one they did with the wolf of wall street was crazy yeah I saw that too it's crazy yeah so yeah all like all different kinds of stuff basically
1: you, you quickly mentioned also music photography. Could you, could you tell me what it was like the first time that you entered one, one of those festivals or maybe concerts?
0: Mm-hmm. So I had slight experience in the Netherlands, like working with Kancha, Busy. So I kind of knew the environments of, of venues and festivals. And then um, in, I think it's 2017... I went to Wuha Festival. It's a festival here in the Netherlands. They just partnered with Rolling Loud last year. It's it's kind of the Rolling Loud of the Netherlands. They have every big hip hop artist. And I went there in 2017, and um, uh, just I just with a ticket. I just went with my friends, and a day before, um, a friend of mine said, "I have um, a backstage pass. I'm shooting it. I'll see you there." And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, how are you going there, by the way? Because we lived in the same area. I was like, how are you going there, by the way? Can I drive with you? He said, what do you mean drive? I was like, because it's quite far. He's like, Disha's not in Amsterdam. I was like, no, it's in, it's in Tilburg. It's, it's like a two-hour drive. And so he's like, oh, then I'm not going. And he said, you can have my backstage pass. But he mainly gave that to me because it came with two free drinks. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you take my pass and take two free drinks. And I was like, "Cool." I mean, shit. Sure. I mean, I'm like I was like 18. I'm like, "Damn, free drinks." So, we're there. I have the pass. It worked. Um and then one of the friends I was with said, "Yo, you should try to go backstage and take photos." And he had this film camera. Before this, I've only been shooting on digital. And I went backstage and I I met Tyler the Creator. <laughs> And um, I didn't take photos of him because I I mean, I did, but I didn't because I don't know if you've ever like took a photo on like one of those point and shoot film cameras, but basically um, when you flash it, like it shows the flash first to focus and then you've got to press and it actually flashes. I didn't know that. So every time I did the test flash, I thought I already took the picture. So I thought I took like, Thirty pictures. I only ended up taking like three, but I met I met um, Tyler the Creator, A$AP Ferg, Young Thug, um, and then like Tyler the Greatest crew like Taco and Jesper Dolphin. Um, I was uh, at some point I was like on stage with A$AP Ferg next to Schoolboy Q and stuff like I just whoa. I just like, did
1: did you talk to them or was it just like you were in the same room? I
0: was too scared. Tyler started talking to me. That's the only reason I ended up speaking with him. What do you guys talk about? It was a weird conversation. He just stopped me and then uh, it was a brief, and I was like, oh, I'm a photographer. Let me take a photo. And he like let me do it, but then like did the test flash. And then at some point, he started talking to Young Thug, and I like, walked up and started taking some photos, but I also only ended up taking one that actually worked um but that was the moment that even though those photos like the three i made like sucked and um uh but that was the moment i felt like man like this i can get close to these people and with a small camera that worked so i got my first point and shoot film camera and then i just started trying to get access to anything and everything and bring that um low camera because i felt like me being so young i was like 18 19 something like that having this super small camera no one was really intimidated by it and everyone just kind of let me around and take photos so that experience definitely helped and um quickly after that I just I just the only thing I needed to do at that point was like boost my confidence like yo like just walk up to them be super like yo, what up I'm trying to take some photos and that started working out um and then it quite quite quickly became routine especially for like festivals and stuff i still go to wuha every year um it becomes like quite routine i just meet cool people by now i know like almost all artists like are signed to the same big management agencies or, or or um or labels so often like i'm already in touch with their team before even meeting them and uh now i'm like now it's like a real comfortable thing yeah how did shooting film
1: photography change your creative process? Because it's a big difference, right, between digital and film.
0: Mm-hmm. At, first, at first, it was just, the I like, now, obviously, I mean, now it's crazy. You can't even buy film in stores anymore because, like, it's sold out and stuff. And, like, the hype for it is huge. But at the time, it wasn't really something too many people did. Definitely not in Amsterdam. Um, you had obviously you had places plus faces from London. He was doing uh, a great job documenting people in London. He still does built out his brand so good um and and that was kind of i was like I, I looked at that I was like, oh shit there's something I could do in um, uh, in Amsterdam and I, I mainly started to enjoy. I started to enjoy the fact that that camera, I mean, still that's the thing, but especially when you're like literally 19 years old, it's so unintimidating that often when I saw other photographers try to get a photo, they would either be simply shut down or an artist would like pose, do a quick, like, you know, and and keep it moving. I swear with me, they would just let me stick around and, I would just be like, oh, I don't really want a photo of you doing doing just a middle finger or a peace sign. I'm going to just take some photos of you, like, while you walk around type thing. And I started to really enjoy the art of those candid moments. Like, a lot of my photos are are photos I, I don't think most photographers, or I'm sure most photographers could never capture because I really tried to, you know, be have them comfortable around me, kind of be a fly on the wall and just uh, take photos of moments that other people couldn't get to experience. Man, there's, there's artists that I've hung out with like two, three times and that I'd never taken photos of until the, the, the fourth, fifth time that I saw them and they really like knew who I was, what I did, what I wanted to do and then they let me. Um, So that's something that really changed in the creative process. Like I really started to appreciate the art of getting up close and personal with someone instead of just taking a photo.
1: And that's really worked, right? Because now they invite you on tours and Mm -hmm. I I think it's, it's also the, the result of being patient, right? Like you're really Mm -hmm. patient. You, you you didn't want to just shoot like the photo to have the photo. It was, you really want to make them comfortable. Uh, yeah, like could you tell some more about that? Like making uh, how do you go on about making someone feel comfortable? Is it just
0: you talk to them, you just wait I for a moment? I'm I'm myself, so I'm like just try to be a genuine, calm guy. Um in the beginning it was different. Like in the beginning I I did everything to get the photo. I would like anyone with more than fifty thousand Instagram followers, I would be like, yo, what like But um I I think a a good part of having done that in like the first year of taking photos i've 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 literally met so many of my idols of the people i grew up listening to of the people i'm a fan of um that i i can kind of like have like even though i'm sometimes really impressed by someone in the room i tend to not show it and just keep myself and really like oh yeah you're a human too and you're a cool cool person too and we can have like a leveled conversation. Even though I listen to your music every day, we can like still have a leveled conversation. So I think that's a big part of it. Um and just being myself. I mean I mean, being able to feel the room. I mean there's also definitely artists I've met who I haven't leveled with. Um and then just kind of let it go. You know, if you know if the vibe is not there, if someone's not feeling it, you can tell if someone's not feeling it. Um, is not, not in the mood for talking to someone, is not in the mood for having their picture taken. And then I just also kind of easily let it go. I'm not going to bother people to get a photo. Um, so I kind of like try like, oh, if, if you know, me and a certain person get into a good conversation, you know, we can laugh about certain things. Like sometimes you spark same interest. Um, that's like the moments I try to be like, oh I'm I'm actually like I'm a photographer and would love to like capture some images of you. So so like the personal connection comes before
1: the, the photo if I understand correctly?
0: Yeah, not now nowadays often, yeah. Yeah. I try to Oh, well, what would be some advice that you would
1: give young photographers that are starting out their craft and perhaps like you when you were when you were eighteen?
0: The main one is the, the 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 corniest one, I guess, that everyone would say is just do it like nothing is holding you back. Um, even if something is holding you back, it's still worth it to just go out there and try. Yeah, we like yeah, we're blessed enough to live in this era where you could hit up anyone in the DMs. Like literally an artist that is coming to Amsterdam next week. Um, I just literally DM'd him. I was like, yo, you have a show on MCM next week. Let's, uh, I'm trying to take some photos with you. And he just, just literally replied right before you guys got here, he replied with, let's do it. So it's like, that is possible. You can just go out and do it. Um, you don't need, um, very expensive equipment to try. Like, man, you, you know, the iPhone has got a good camera. When I'm with emotional oranges, we do like video stuff. I do it on iPhone. You can film stuff on your iPhone, you can take photos on your iPhone, you can buy a disposable camera and do film stuff with that, you can get, for 50 bucks, you can buy a point-and-shoot film camera online, it's, it's, everything is really possible right now, You gotta find your own style, that's, that's actually an advice I would give, gotta find your own style, that's something that took me a while, I tried to, when I was younger, I would really try to be like someone else, not not a specific person but i would just look at other people's instagrams like oh they got stuff looking like this i'm gonna try to have it look like that and uh now i like i let that go Uh, my stuff needs to look like my stuff and um and i think the main um style i have right now is the fact that i don't have a style it's like sometimes i take a photo and and i'm like oh this would look great in black and white even though i 99 percent of the time don't do black and white and then another time i'm like oh i would i'm shooting i'm lately i've been shooting a lot on on, um like instax like polaroid style films um i'm I'm feeling that right now so i'm shooting a lot on that Um, that's what i really try to make like let's try to make it all my own whatever i kind of feel like and I think that's a good advice. Just like do what, like whatever you feel like. If it feels good, if you're having fun, you know, then it's good.
1: Well, be the. I mean, you mentioned a lot of advice, and I'm sure there are a lot of things that you would tell your younger self. But what is something that you really needed to know when you were younger and you were just starting out? Well,
0: that's a difficult question. I would, I would definitely tell myself what i just said earlier like yo don't look at others for what they look at others for like a level to to work at for sure but like don't try to have your stuff look like someone else's stuff like find your own way um and i don't know i wish like maybe Sometimes, like, now, whenever someone, like, DMs me questions on Instagram, like, oh, I want to go to so-and-so's concert next week and take photos, how would I approach it? I always say how I would do it. And I would wish I had that more. Um, I feel like a lot of people try to gatekeep secrets or... Um, things I, I do never tell which camera I use. That's one thing, but um, weapon it, of choice. Mm-hmm, yeah, but but it's also just because I don't want too many people to buy it, so and the price goes up. <laughs> so um, it's I just, I just yeah maybe like some have someone that would just tell me their ways the way I would tell my ways to others. Um, that's um, cause yeah, like I I think you know the world is big enough for every single person. Like like photography is becoming a more and more common job, um, with the internet being what it is nowadays. Video guys, creative guys, photo guys, designers—we're like we are needed more and more every day. There's enough money for all of us to be made, so I don't see a reason in gatekeeping. Like I actually, I'm really close friends with a bunch of photographers. One photographer that lives here in Antwerp as well, his name's Indy. Um, we are very similar. Like, our works are not similar, but the kind of work we do is very similar. He is also um, documenting hip-hop culture um, through photography. Um, so often we're at the same events, and, and, and we always said to each other, like, this is, like, we're never a, It's always a partnership. Like, like, if he meets Lil Uzi... For a photo, he will just introduce me to Lil Uzi to also get a photo, and I would do the same thing for him. And I feel like there's too much still going on. Like, oh no, like that's my artist, and you don't work with him. Like, if I'm on tour, like when I'm on like on tour with Fani or Uno the Activist, for example, and a photographer that I follow or follows me on Instagram is like, "Yo, you're you're coming to Paris? I live in Paris. Can I come take photos?" I bring them. I'm like, for sure, come and take photos of, of him. I don't mind that. I don't, I'm not protective over him. It's like, no, that's my artist, and I, I'm the only one that takes photos of him. Um, and I wish that's something that I had more when I just started out, someone that would just – I had a few, but just, just some more people that would just be like, hey, man, for sure, come around and try to do your thing.
1: This is insane because just when you're speaking about this, I'm getting like a crazy flashback. Like the first time I contacted you was through Instagram. I think I asked you some advice. It was like way back. Like I took some photos. Really?
0: Of Fr- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I didn't contradict myself. No,
1: not at all. It's <laughs> spot on. Like I, I took some photos for Frenna and I asked mm-hmm. you some advice on how to edit. And like for me, like I just started out, like I hadn't done anything it was like three years ago. And I asked you, and you you gave me your phone number. You were like, "Yo, give me a call We'll, we'll sort this out." I'm always looking for like to to collaborate with people. Mm-hmm. And I went, I remember because my mom was a photographer, so I went over to. Her, I was like, "Yo, like this guy that takes like photos of like the craziest people just like reacted to me." And yeah, like I, I remember that so vividly. And I think you've been a great advocate for what you're just saying. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think like you you help like even for me. Like now you bring it up, I like goosebumps. Like it really mm-hmm. leaves an imprint on people and. What you're saying is helping people, just being nice also. Yeah. Like
0: so important. And yeah. you're doing a great job at it because I thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. I th- I think I think that's that's definitely important. Because at the end of the like that's the whole thing. Like the guy I just mentioned, Indy. Actually for the like I met him vaguely one time in Paris and then I had an exhibition in Amsterdam and he came and he was like, Yo, I'm I'm also like trying to pick up this like this thing of also shooting artists and he quite quickly, I would say, like, I don't know, don't quote me on the numbers, but I would say like a year and a half into his photographer journey, he became um, Billy Eilish photographer. Wow. Uh, went on tour with her, huge job, uh, huge opportunity. Obviously, um, that's the thing too. Like, like if people that you help in the beginning start doing cool shit, that will bring you along their journey as well. Like, indie, indie tour with Puya and uh that got me into taking photos of puya stuff like that it's like you know that's that's what's what goes around comes around so if you're nice like that that out of the 20 people i might reply to DM, one of them might like blow up and be the next big photographer and then they always gonna know damn, like you know you was nice to me in the beginning so i'm gonna help you out too so yeah do you believe in in karma and good karma as well of course of course
1: Nice. Has there ever been a, a, like a moment where you helped someone out and that came back to you? Like you mentioned, Puya. What was something else that you remember vividly that you were like, "Oh damn!" Like this guy just started out and now I'm here with him in a big project.
0: I mean, obviously a couple artists that that became big, like um, like Tawai, Y, like. He just started releasing I think I did literally his first or second song. I did the cover art. like he just started releasing music when i when I met him. I'm still cool and like we were just in Paris three months ago together. like i I still speak to him a lot, and his his manager, especially I still speak to all the time. Um, so that kind of stuff. same with emotional oranges I, I I met them at their first ever Amsterdam concert and and for 250 people. And earlier this year, we did, like, 900 or something in Amsterdam. And we just did 10,000 people in Korea. So there's artists I've, I've like, stuck with over their career that I, like, they believed in me, but I also believed in them, you know. Like, I also sacrificed my time. Like, a lot of the times, like, in the beginning, like, um, the Spotify billboard, um, I, I, I said earlier, I did that for free. I did that as a favor, and I was that was a real, like, I, he, he, they wanted to pay me. They were like, how much do you want for this? And I was like, no, like, I, I believe in what goes around, comes around. It did, and same with Tawai. in the beginning. All I did with him was for free, and then now with the brand and stuff, he had a chance to return a favor, and he, he does. So I definitely believe in, in, in karma, what goes around, comes around, and that kind of stuff.
1: What what's the craziest place you've been? Because you you mentioning all these different artists, different places. I've seen you work with Post Malone. like took a p- picture of him. You also mm-hmm. mentioned like Korea. Like what what is the craziest place you've been? You were like, "Whoa, this is so different than what I'm used to."
0: Korea was crazy. Yeah, South Africa was amazing. That's all recent, so it's like still very fresh in my mind. Well, what um, what's your what's your best memory in uh, South Africa? South Africa was just. We had this 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 guy called Hayden. He's a British guy that lives in South Africa. He, like, showed us around um, for the whole time there. We were there for, like, five days. Um, We went to, like, the Top of Table Mountain in Cape Town. Um, Did you hike? Hmm? Did you hike? Oh, no. It took, like, a thing. (laughs) We had no time. Um, We went to the club with uh, um, another artist in uh, Johannesburg. And all that just went so smoothly, and everyone was so friendly, so polite, so good, Um, was so well taken care of, food, amazing food. Um, So that whole experience was just a real vibe, like, you know, and you're really, like, I was, yeah, you're really in Africa, man. Like, when you're, like, on top of Table Mountain, like, that's crazy. You know, you see so much nature and jungle, and that's just, I was just like, damn, you know, we're really in africa so that was that was cool it's so different right like the other side like outside of the world but like it's like a different world like it's a real different world but then also <laughs> it's not you know like everyone there is just also a cool person and and they're excited to meet you and, and and you know everyone there is like dude you're from amsterdam what that's crazy like how's that um so that's pretty you know, i like that pretty cool what about korea because they're like that's that's different yeah korea was wild i like that a lot we had like it was like shitty we were there for quite a while but there were these floods like the heaviest floods they had in 80 years the water was like this high cars were floating and stuff so we couldn't go out for a couple days we were like locked in the hotel um thank god the hotel had like one of the nicest restaurants hotel restaurants i've ever had like the food was amazing so we were pretty good but um, yeah, no. We went to the mall and stuff. We went into the towns. Just stores there are crazy. Like window installations they got and stuff. You know, like most stores here, they just got a doll wearing clothes and then maybe a couple attributes. They have robots They're, or something like that? for real, <laughs> like robots moving things, like holograms. You see the craziest stuff. We saw this one store called Atmos. They had um. They had an Air Force One exhibition going on in the store. They had a wall full of Air Force, like like a hundred thousand dollar Air Forces on the wall and stuff like that, like crazy stuff. Saw some wild shit there. And the people are so polite. Like like fans that will like see uh, EO on the street, um, they like don't come up or and ask for a picture. They just like stop and wave and like make hearts with their hands. They do this the whole time, like just like a little heart this yeah it's a really cool experience like really cool how people act and how, how different they be towards um towards the artists and stuff it was
1: nice well, what is the coolest thing about photography because, or like photography like just doing your job because you get to meet all these people you get to go to all these places is there yeah. one thing that you have like you know that's like
0: the most important to me i definitely like to travel um making the friends, um, having friends all over the, all over the world is, is, is wild too. Like I was talking with my girlfriend yesterday saying like, oh, we really miss LA. Cause like two of my, my best friends live, live in LA. And that's actually like, if you think about it, that's a crazy thing. Like that's a, that's a whole different continent, bro. And like, I have best friends there. And it's like, if I go there, it feels like home. Cause I like, my friends are there, and one of my friends is married, you know, is, like, at his house with his wife. How did you meet them? Well, one of them is Dutch. It was my old roommate. Okay. And he married an American girl. Um, the other one is, is my – and his name is Juice, by the way. He's, like, one of my longest friends. I, we met when I lived in Utrecht. Um, no, we even met before I moved to Utrecht. We met on Instagram. Place to be. And then um, – and then my other friend Miggy, uh, he's a video director, and I was just a fan of his work. And he one time posted that he had a shoot in Amsterdam, and so I just replied. I was like, "Yo, I, don't, I had no clue who it was for." Um, and I was like, "Yo, whatever it is, if you're shooting a video, I'll do some. I'll, I'll do some behind the scenes photos for you or something, because I'm a big fan of your work. I'd love to meet you." And we just, he, we, I met him. Like that was cr- the craziest coincidence. Like. The video that he shot was in like the location for the video was my neighborhood, like literally <laughs> like two streets from my house. So I just walked over there, met him, and we just hung out for three days straight. I'd not I had never been to uh US at this point. He was like, yo, you should come visit me and see what it's like like out here. Went there, like he lives in LA, sunny. It's like, damn, this is amazing. And uh he just showed me around the city, like hung out with him for like a full two weeks. And now every time I'm like back out there, I like hang out with him and my friend Jews. Do
1: you have any ambitions to go live in the US one day? Because I know like a lot of things goes on there, especially when it comes to the creative mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I don't know if, it, I don't know. Um, I I really like working in Europe. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously l a is a place where a lot of stuff happens same goes for New York, but that's also the place where the most competition is now I'm not saying I'm not saying yes or no like maybe at some point in my life um that's something I'd explore um, but for now I feel like here in Europe, I really have an opportunity to be in a position of like um sounds weird but like one of the best i've i've like, you know it's it's doable for me to reach like a top position i feel like in the next three four years when it comes to photography and 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 like the kind of photography i do
1: oh that look like when you're at a top position you mean like working with different brands like working with artists going on tours what 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 is the like yeah top performance probably like
0: what i do now but just at a greater scale like like um now i I work with really dope artists, and I I, I do great jobs. Um, but there's still room for bigger artists and bigger jobs. You know, I would um, love to. When I look at, for example, um, the Kenneth Capello guy I, I said earlier, when you look at his work, he like shoots artists' album covers, uh, but and and I'm um, like a Billy Eilish album cover or a or a, a magazine cover for with asap rocky on it i feel like that's a level i can still achieve here because there's um you know there's magazines out here that have great features and have amazing european photographers shoot covers shoot articles and that's like a world i haven't explored too much like publications and stuff like that so that's something i definitely want to try first um, but also like i said in the beginning of this is like I kind of live my life day by day, so if opportunity arises, I am not um, pro or opposed to anything. I'm just kind of like you know, we'll see where it takes me. I don't have like set goals. It's like oh, next year I want to live in New York, and then I want to make a million before I'm 35, and then, and then no, like we'll see. I kind of we'll see how it goes.
1: And and also off camera, we had a small conversation. I asked you how like how would you uh describe yourself, and you're like, "Yeah, I mean, I do photography, but if I start doing DJing, then it doesn't make me d j directly, and doesn't make me lose my photographer's title like yeah. i and I feel like you're so flexible and and that's such a strength. could, could you tell me some more about that flexibility that you have in, in your life, but also in your projects, because mm-hmm. you do so many different things mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so what it is is like obviously now. Often I would have to introduce myself as either like yeah, creative director and photographer because that's just what people get. That's like a job They're like, oh a photographer, he holds a camera. Um, but yeah, like like that. Like I'm I i might want to get into DJing just for fun. It doesn't make me a DJ. Um even if I do weekly gigs, it might make me a DJ, but I would also still do photos and I would also still do uh run a brand and Um, and then maybe one day I'll just stop doing the brand or maybe one day I'll stop DJing. I don't think any of that should really like matter. I think my main goal in that is like, I'm just trying to have it. It's all me. That's the most important thing. Like at first I really, I really tried to do all, have all the things that I do be divided into different things was like no no i'm like a photographer as shots fired i am a graphic designer as, as jesse and 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 i'm trying to I, I have a brand that i'm doing with something i i think it should it's all but you know what it comes down to is it's all just jesse i am all just the, it's all i'm all the same guy and i just do whatever i think is fun and that's really what i want to stick to and i and That's something I've realized like mainly over like the past three years with the pandemic and stuff, just like looking at my work and stuff like everything I do has, that's the red line in the story. It's like everything I do has me in it. I'm, I'm the guy. So I want to make that the brand and I want to make that the title. I don't want to have to be like, oh yeah, you know, I think it's so lame and and no you know no shade to anyone who does this but when you open like a someone's instagram bio and in it, it's like creative director content creator photographer stylist makeup artist and all in one and it's like you know like i don't want to have to explain all the things i do i just want to be like oh i'm jesse and 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 if you want something cool done you can come to me and we'll try to make it happen because like that's that's the thing too like I'm also open to trying new stuff, you know, I might want to, if you say like, yo, Jesse, I think you could really make, we could do an album art, but I I need you to paint on it. I'll try it. You know, let's try painting. Wouldn't make me a painter. Would just, it would just be part of the Jesse, Jesse Koch brand. So that's something I'm really, really trying. Cole Bennett's a great example of that. You know, Cole Bennett is a brand. It's his name. He's a whole brand, like he has he does music videos he does commercials clothing he has an office like crazy office with like a basketball court i don't know if you ever seen that shit that's cool it's like a cool brand
1: yeah and i yeah it's it's fascinating especially just talking about Cole bennett but i think also in the creative world like maybe it's the the older generation like with my parents like in the beginning even with the podcast they were like oh but like, how how is that going to be sustainable? Because I also do a study. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you first have to do your study. I think that's smarter. And I mean, you also did a, a study, right? Just to, to get back to that. Did you finish your study and, and did it serve you in any way? Because now you're doing all types of stuff. You did graphic design, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, multimedia design Okay, name of the course. I finished it. Um, so, I don't know if mainly Dutch people or international people watch your podcast, but man the 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 way the school system is set up here, if you have to explain it to an American person, it's really weird. But so I basically like we did it's M B O and then I did level four. Um but you can do that earlier on in life or something. Basically I started college when I was fifteen. So I fin <laughs> yeah. And it took four years, so I finished it by nineteen. But it's not like a real college. But yeah, that was my multimedia design course. I definitely learned stuff there in the sense of some technical stuff about cameras because we had video class. Um, it was you know it, like, I, I needed a MacBook for it, so that was great because like I had I had access to Photoshop and 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 Premiere. Um, so it, I definitely learned stuff in in that sense that I in like the basics um I I do feel like so my last year of school I didn't go to school um I had a talk with my teacher this was right when I moved to Utrecht and I had the job offer from Busy to work on his rebranding um and um and this is also the time I'm already speaking with like members of ASAP Mob and stuff working with them so I had the opportunity to move um and do this real real work and i told my school like yo first my like my school was against it they were like no you can't do that you can't like move away and not go to school but then we had a talk with my like my parents were really pro um uh, my parents had even said like yo if they're really not gonna let you like you just quit school um and then we had a talk with my parents and stuff and it was really like hey like what are you teaching these kids here it's how to You know, get a job in the creative field. And, you know, this guy right here, he has an opportunity. He can move. He can live on his own. You know, he's above the age of 18, so legally I can quit school here. And um, either you're going to, you know, let him stay. Because my whole proposal was, like, sending in my work as schoolwork, but my actual work that I was getting paid for. It's like, either we're gonna do that and you give them a diploma or not, because I could still fail if they think it's shitty, but, um, or just gonna uh, keep going. Or and like, keep going do, do, doing the job and, and quit school. And, um, and they agreed to having me like, do my final year, like not in school. So it was great. It's actually funny. The day they, um, we had to make like, a video as a graduation project. And I just did a music video that I worked on. It's my graduation project, and they they showed it in um, in the cinema, and I couldn't make it to the viewing because I had a a big shoot. <laughs> so, um, but I I do think that was that was a good decision. Um, also for them because now they have one of the greatest alumni uh, in their school. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I like actually every time like someone. Does cool stuff with photography and video and and has an interest in hip hop music. They pitch me as a potential um, internship company. And I've had a couple of interns that went to the same school as me um, that are doing really cool stuff. So that's great too. Yeah.
1: It's so cool. And I I think think this is a a question that most creatives don't really like. But is, is there work, like, is there one project that you're super proud of or like one picture that? you look back to when you're like that's my prized possession or just everything it's
0: also a good no, answer. I mean it's like there's certain there's a few things that I really value like obviously um my work with Juice World um cuz of you know the fact that he passed and is one of, I think, one of the most iconic artists of of this generation. Um, really happy for how how I like how that all happened. Like, actually, that's got that job because of Cole Bennett. Because um, um, I met Juice World at WUHA Festival. He was like a last minute replacement for Six Nine. Six Nine went to chill, and I met him there. And I was just like, damn, man, I really love him. He only had three songs out show was super short he performed like lucid dreams twice to fill the show he like Crazy came out song. on it and then finished on it and uh, but i talked to him great guy and i was already cool with uh, this guy called dj scheme um master slump gods dj and so we just all like kind of hung out at the festival my friend emmanuel was there and we all like talked and kind of got like talking to juice world and i was like yo if you're ever back in Amsterdam or whatever, like let me know. I'm trying to shoot. And um he got me in contact with uh with this manager and then um Cole Bennett was on tour with him in Europe shooting the music video for I forgot the song, Armed the and Dangerous. They shot it all over Europe and uh and he was just doing like some 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 simple like clips of every show that Juice would like use. For I did a video, or I think they also posted some stuff on Instagram. And then the manager hit me because Cole Bennett was sick when they were in Amsterdam and couldn't make it to the show. So they were like, yo, we have to show tonight. Can you help us with two things? We need a camera guy, and we need to have some pretty girls come around. I was like, okay, well, the first thing <laughs> I can definitely help with, and the second one we'll see. Um, and then they had me shoot the show and do photos with Juice after, um and then i saw them a couple times after that and took pictures of him but i feel like that time that show like that's where i took the photo of him that most people know of mine it's him wearing his own merch in front of a white wall and then it's like a set of him like like portraits and then a set where you can see that he's wearing these gucci pants that are ripped because he like jumped around in them and stuff and they had like ripped from here to here and you see his whole leg is exposed um yeah, that's really, those photos, but just the whole, like, every time I worked with Juice World and hung out with him and stuff I really value, it was really crazy to think that he, you know, became such an icon, is who he, who he is now. Same with Lil Peep, same with Lil Peep, I had a similar, I only met Lil Peep once, but I had a similar experience, um, that I just very last minute decided to go, um, and take photos with him and then a month or two later he he passed and and it was like a whole thing and i was like damn like it's, it's a crazy moment um you know it's a crazy moment for everyone i feel like in like in my personal career but also like you know just like having documented people that are you know so influential and so big like it's pretty crazy
1: you can be proud of yourself man i think your your work is amazing and also like something that i didn't know and now i know and maybe other people also didn't know because it's hard to see through a picture Is all of the process behind the personal mm-hmm. connection you develop with these guys the the like the genuineness also like you actually want to help you're kind and just like you helped me like you're always there for those people and I think as a photographer, it's also what it takes. If you really want to go to those heights, like you have to become good at mm-hmm. being nice, like or, or just be nice. You know, yeah. it's not something you can you can be good at. And it's a long term game. Like you yeah. skip all the the short term gratification for the like like a, like a quick photo. That way, it's like oh, I, I didn't want to get the taken. Like all the paparazzi are no shame on them, but like you actually build a connection with them, and mm-hmm. that's what brings you further. And it takes time and patience, but you you're doing it, and it's crazy yeah. and. Uh, yeah, massive respect. Thank you. And I, w- I would like to ask you the uh, the signature successful question, which would be, "What does success mean to you, Jesse?"
0: I feel like it's a good question. Definitely, it's a difficult question for me personally. Um, even though that might sound a bit corny or whatever, but like, um, I have for me personally like my personal success is like i have a roof over my head um i get to eat, I eat every day i'm i i basically i i am able to provide and take care of myself i've been able to do so ever since i'm 18 years old um, i have like i've steady jobs i have a girlfriend you know my life is is going well in that in that sense and obviously there's always like personal successes like moments like you know stuff that i'd like to achieve but i do think in general though the the basics that's already success like hey man like i i can wake up every day and live my life and and, and do fun stuff and and i'm all like doing it because because i made this this my job and I'm, I'm having fun doing it and doing cool things so, in that sense, I would already say that's a success and 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 uh I'm, I'm I'm doing good for myself, but obviously there's also always like more you know bigger successes I'd love to do some certain things in life, you know there's always and when I've done those things, there's probably new things I'd like to do, you know so it's it's a bit of both like I'm pretty content with what I have, and i I, I try to be as happy with, with all that I have as I can, you know, I try to, I try to, you know, make sure that every day I'm like, yo, it's another day of being able to do cool shit and, um, live off my art. Um, but then on the other hand, I also really make sure that I never get too comfortable. Like I always want to make sure that I have goals, um, things I want to reach places. I want to go. Um, like, you know, I see, you know, you know who Gashi is, Gashi's yeah, an artist, he's actually also a friend of mine, he um, he 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 always he named his first album um, Staircase, or Stairs, and then his new album is called Elevators, and I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at a career and looking at life, it's like, you know, if you're on the fifth floor in the elevator, you're already, you know, you're, you're, you're going up already, it's going well, but, you know, the elevator gotta keep going, and every time you reach a new floor, you gotta be happier on that floor. But there's there's one above it, so that's kind of how I try to look at it as well. Keep going.
1: It's 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 a beautiful approach, and you said it's a corny answer, but I think it's 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 actually like a very nice answer, especially the, the metaphor you you or your friend with regards to stairs. It's like I one of the first questions I asked you with regards to the ladder, like you're climbing a ladder and. Mm-hmm you keep on going and super yeah. inspirational for young photographers for creatives and for like just people that are want, they want to do something mm-hmm. it's uh very inspirational and, and thank you for, for doing that thank you thank you jesse
0: i'm the most brutal and efficient and most ruthless champion I've
1: ever been yesterday you said tomorrow so just do it you should be a
0: monster Then you should learn how to control the problem. It all comes from life lessons and the lessons are learned through struggle.